0: Always Loyal podcast presented by Lucia Capital Group, official wealth management partner of San Diego Loyal. In soccer, you've got 90 minutes to win the match, but how much time do you have to reach your investment goals? The clock is ticking. Don't wait. Go to LuciaLoyal.com right now to get your investment plan started. That's L-U-C-I-A Loyal.com. All right, Darren Smith, Season 2, Episode 35. It's a playoff edition of the Always Loyal podcast. What's coming up?
1: All right, Jordan Carruth, we are back from Las Vegas. We are ready for the postseason. You're going to hear from the chairman of San Diego Loyal, Andrew Basiliadis, and we'll preview what should be a memorable weekend at Torero Stadium. All of that and much more coming up on the Always Loyal Podcast. It takes years of dedication to become a champion. Palomar Health's team of world-class doctors, nurses, and technicians work tirelessly to ensure that the health care you receive is second to none. Palomar Health, champions of health care, champions for you. All right, we mentioned it.
0: It's a playoff edition of the Always Loyal Podcast. We know exactly who and where San Diego will play. San Diego will take on Phoenix Rising Sunday night, 7 p.m., Torero Stadium. We hope to see you there. I'm expecting... An unbelievable atmosphere with uh, with everything on the line Sunday night. So looking forward to that. We're going to talk about a lot of different things, as mentioned in the tease. Darren made the trip to Las Vegas. We're going to get the sounds of Vegas, which is always a dangerous thing, but... <clears throat> Unfortunately, it's just a podcast. We can't provide any taste of Vegas. You can't smell Vegas through this. Maybe you can. Can you smell Vegas through a podcast? If there's any town you could smell through a podcast, it would be Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, it it definitely does leave a little bit of a layer on you, doesn't it? Everybody who made that trip out there probably felt the same way, however it was and whenever it was that people got back. Some people... I thought it was great, Jordan. I got out there on Saturday afternoon and I left bright and early on Sunday morning. I actually had a plan that a lot of people didn't think I could execute and I did. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Yay me. But there were a lot of other people who went out there who just turned this whole event into a weekend. Some of the locals were out there on Thursday, were leaving later in the day Sunday. Some people stayed till Monday. There were supporters who were out there who had never been to Vegas before. Just wanted to be there, wanted to be a part of it. I can tell you this, you know, Vegas is a pretty big city, but there are certain parts of Las Vegas, like where we were staying, which was downtown, the Fremont Street area. You guys stayed Fremont? Yeah, you couldn't walk more than about, I'm not even kidding when I say it, you couldn't walk more than about three or four minutes without bumping into somebody wearing an SD Loyal shirt, jersey, hat, gear, scarf. It was cool. Like I got in there Saturday afternoon I stayed in a hotel just off Fremont street and I was walking to go meet Travis and Thomas who work for the club and their hotel was a couple blocks away. They were staying in the team hotel. I was one block, one and a half blocks outside of my hotel. And I bumped into a couple of supporters two blocks later, I bumped into a couple more. Then I turned a corner. And then all of a sudden here comes the management group, you know, the, the senior leadership from the locals. Like it was, it was just, it was really a very, very cool thing to be a part of and kudos to the hundred plus. I don't know exactly what the number was, who made the trip. They were loud. They were fun. They had great stories. They created great memories. And isn't that what this is all about?
0: Uh, It's exactly what it's all about. A now, the opportunity to play at home. It may not be the last road trip for SD loyal. We don't know how that's going to really play out. Of course, San Diego needs to focus on itself and win and survive. And that's how it's going to go. Um, but depending on how it breaks, like you might be going to orange County, you might, you might be hosting a few who knows, who knows how this all plays out, but as it stands right now, on the schedule, That was the final road trip for SD Loyal. So we'll do our best in this episode of the podcast to at least deliver some of the goods from the weekend, right? San Diego did win 2-0. Uh, they take down Vegas. It sets them up for this opening round matchup against Phoenix Rising. We will hear from Andrew Basiliadis. Darren was able to track him down in Las Vegas. Uh, we're going to hear from the president of the locals. Steve will join the podcast. Darren tracked him down uh, for a handful of minutes and then also... I I hear that Darren delivered a a post game presser with Nate Miller, or at least navigated it at first. So we we have
1: some Nate Miller audio hey, as well. This was a work trip, man. This yeah, was yeah. You know, listen, a, I I figured a out a way to go kick it and have a look. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I figured out a way to go kick it a little bit afterwards and and enjoy myself once all the work was done. And you know, I think that that a lot of people did that, including some of the coaches and some of the executives and some of the players. So why wouldn't you, as you said, this was the last guaranteed away game in club history and much the same way Jordan that we knew it was the last guaranteed home match ever in club history against Oakland roots and everybody acted accordingly. Hmm. That was the situation out there in Vegas as well. You know, that was one of those really, really special nights, post-match, hanging out team hotel, having a couple of drinks, Credit to the chairman of the club, Andrew Vasiliadis who opened up a tab. I won't disclose what the financial amount was, but he opened up a tab and said, hey, drink's on me for X amount of dollars. People really appreciated that. And it was one of those nights, everybody's had a situation in life where you just don't really want something to end, right? Like, we just went to the match. It was a really fun experience. I give the away section, the locals, and all the fans... A ton of credit. The noise that they were making. I know Cesar Hernandez, our friend from ESPN, who, oh, by the way, published an amazing piece about SD Loyal this week at ESPN.com, tweeted about it, said he was watching the game on ESPN+. And you could hear the away section. You could hear the San Diego Loyal supporter section so loudly, so clearly through the telecast. Not a surprise for any of us that were there. They have this this interesting stadium. It's actually a really cool place, the Aviators Ballpark, which is the AAA home for the Oakland A's and maybe the future home of the Oakland A's. Who knows? On a temporary basis. But, you know, I walked around because, like I said, I I was sort of doing a lot of different things work-wise. And when I would walk around that stadium, every time the ball's put out of play, they would crank up music, right? Like, you and I have experienced this a little bit in Tijuana, like with Cholo's Every time the ball goes out, boom, like, here's this loud music. And I like the music. It's Bad Bunny. I'm a big Bad Bunny fan. But when you were in the supporter section, and I spent, you know, not the entire match there, but enough time, you couldn't hear any of the speakers. You couldn't hear any of the announcements, You couldn't hear anything. All you could hear was the drumming, the singing, chanting, all that sort of stuff. People just, you know, really, really having the time of their lives. So a ton of credit to the people that made that trip. But, yes, it, it, you know, it certainly was, um you know it was a great result it set us up now we were hoping for a little bit of luck from monterey bay didn't get it so we can live with the three seed phoenix rising sunday night seven o'clock another home playoff game hopefully this time with a different result
0: yes yeah you experienced a lot you did all of that and you still made it out of vegas sunday morning
1: Yep. Yours truly. And our pal, Chris Garcia. We were on that 8 a.m. Flight. Chris Garcia made it Sunday morning. Damn now right. I, Sports Brain and I both, we met at the airport. I was like, yo, I got you. You got me. We'll hold each other accountable. And we both made it there by 8 a.m. for an 8 a.m. flight out of Vegas. Who would have oh, thought?
0: That is so nice of Andrew Vasiliadis to buy everyone bottles of 1942 before the match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. It, it was great. Now he he put us on a limit. I mean, it was a very, very, very generous gesture from Andrew sincerely. I, yeah. And I know it was greatly appreciated by everybody that was there.
0: Very cool. We'll hear from Andrew Vasiliadis. Do you want to set that up now? Is it a good time to hear from Andrew Vasiliadis? There is a bunch of audio we can get to, as I mentioned, we have Steve from the locals, the president of the locals, and then we'll hear from Nate Miller. Um, from post game. It's a two nil win. Um, I don't know if Darren, if you were really asking a bunch of game specific questions in that moment, but we'll also hear from, from Nate Miller. Do you want to start somewhere here with this?
1: Just one quick thing on, on uh game specific stuff. You're right. Like, cause you know, did I really want to talk about, well, Hey, you know, you guys had some opportunities here. Maybe you, you know, maybe it could have been a different looking squirrel. You know, there, there was a little bit of that. I think the only, The only point from the game of of concern and things worth paying attention to this week, Jordan, is the health status of Grant Stoneman, who had to come out of this game somewhere around the 30th minute. I don't remember exactly when. Because if he's not available, that's a really, really big deal for Loyal Sunday night. Now, saw Grant after the game, had a little bit of a limp, said he'd be fine. I would expect nothing else from Grant Stoneman. Nate Miller, as you'll hear, indicated you know maybe a little precautionary you know they got him out of there pretty quickly they had already secured a home field match so maybe they didn't really want to push that gun in for the two seed instead of the three or four seed but you know hopefully fingers crossed there's there's no situation there no lingering situation with Grant. um but my point you know and, and one of the things that i wanted to do was was just sort of um you know get get andrew's pulse on what's happening here you know because we know that andrew issued a statement a few weeks back announcing sadly that the club was gonna fold at the end of the season whenever that might be and you know then we saw the final home regular season match and this was the final away match and andrew was kind enough to give us a couple minutes of his time and and, you know, he was just down there sort of soaking it all in as well. And, and, you know, I think you're going to hear some stuff from Andrew that you might've heard on this podcast about what life has been like since that announcement, Jordan, and you know, what he's thought of the players and how they've responded and the fans and how they've responded. And, and I will admit, there's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a Barbara Walters esque kind of question at the end of this uh, from Andrew Vasiliadis. But, you know, that's the first thing I, I just, you know, I think a lot of people want to know, like, like, Andrew Vasiliadis has made this decision and, you know, circumstances being what they are. And and this is what we started with was was just how is he doing with everything and all the mixed emotions and the bittersweetness of everything that's happening. So it's halftime of the final regular season match in club history. Yeah. How you doing?
2: <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, there is more finality, you know, than there ever has been, especially when we're posted on social media, final training session, you know. We had our final home regular season game, and so when we made the announcement, we had those, I think it was about eight games left. And so you felt like there was more, but now you feel like, okay, there's less, right? There's only so many more of these moments that we have together. Uh, so seeing the locals here going crazy, uh, they're trying to drown them out with the PA, um, it's, it's just fun, and I'm just trying to do that, be present and enjoy every second of it. Something that's, that's what Jordan and I talked
1: about, too, is you know, we know at some point, right, we'll face the reality of life without this, but in the meanwhile... Yeah, yeah. Focus on it, be present, enjoy it. How how is that
2: going for you? It's going as well as it can be going, right? There are obviously moments. Uh, When they got me with the video last week, you know, you feel that, right? Um, But it's when I'm away from the team and I'm away from the games that I struggle, right? When I'm with the fans and we're all together, I'm able to lose myself in the moment and just enjoy it. Are you able to enjoy it? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. One of the things that I never realized is how much losses would weigh on me on feeling like I've let the community down, that we haven't done the right thing, that we're not putting the best product on the field. So there's always that weight of, like, I want us to be successful so our city can be proud. Uh, so it could. this could be game one or the final game of the season, and that's always how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the video for the final regular season
1: home match. Yeah. I guess that took you by surprise. Amazing. But that whole night, Andrew, yeah. certainly not a night I'm ever going to forget, and I know I speak for a lot of other people. Uh, what, what's the week been like? Now, there's one more still to come, right? At least right. one more still to come. But what was that whole experience like for you?
2: It was... It it was so immensely gratifying, and I don't know if you could have written a better script. You know what I mean? If we sat down and said, how would you want it to go? I mean, obviously, you don't want to go down early like that. But what happens? We go down early. The crowd rallies. They get behind us. And just everything that happens after that, the first goal being scored by a local, right, in Joe Corona. You know, Adrian finishes it off with that banger of a goal. Koke is making saves out of his mind. Uh, locals being down behind the goal, Uh, the video that they played afterwards, players crying, Koke crying, you know, as he's getting his award. Um, So it it is a memory I'll never forget. And then also, I encourage people, uh, especially those who are at the match, who didn't probably get the opportunity to watch the broadcast. I think that was one of the most phenomenal broadcasts that we've ever done. Uh, Just a sweet little love letter, and just bringing everybody on, yourself, and just how well everybody spoke. It was yeah like I said like what else could we have done you know more and then it, it was Ricardo's birthday that day so to give him that gift of a final home game like that it was it, was amazing. it was amazing
1: yeah I, I thought somebody was going to tackle me on my way into the booth because Jordan was in there for 15 minutes and three goals got scored <laughs> right, right, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean and knowing that there's one more still to come um, you know how, how does this end <laughs> oh
2: wow wow how does it end um, I don't know how it ends You know, we're all talking about bury me with a cup, and I, you know, talk. We just talked about script writing. That's the ultimate script, right? You get all the way to the end and and you win. Um, I hope people don't take what I say next as as a way out or copying out or anything like that. But if we don't get to that final game and win it all. As long as the effort and the attitude are there from us, from from the staff, from the players, from the fans, so be it. That's what sports is about, right? Two teams coming together or two individuals coming together to play a game, and whoever is better that day is going to win. You know, you hope that other factors don't get involved with it, but if we win, great. But if we don't, that's okay, too, as long as the rest of it is there, and we we will create memories forever with that, you know?
1: And, and, you know, to that point, I think one of the things
2: I wondered, and I'm sure I'm not alone, is, you know,
1: when the announcement comes out, and I'm sure the video was, for many of us, the first time that we heard it officially, I'm guessing the team was told ahead. Mm. How have they responded? How has the coaching staff responded? Because I think sometimes you go, well, maybe they're going to look ahead, right? Like... They have to find new places to work and new places to live. You know, what have you seen from, from them, from your staff, behind the scene, just in
2: terms of from the announcement to where we are here today? Yeah, I think, look, that was an incredibly difficult week. So it started with notifying the league. you know, Then I went to notifying the investors. Then I went to notifying the staff and the players same day. And then if it was followed by the, the announcement. Um, so all of that was very difficult. But we had done our best to front-load people with as much information as we could as we were making the decisions as they were going. Um, I still, you know, there's no way that's not one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. But the outcry of love and support was phenomenal. Now, from a player's perspective, when I went and told the players what I had to tell them, I guarantee you, I didn't see it with my own eyes, but I guarantee you, every single guy called his agent and said, we got to figure out what's next. And I don't fault a single one of them for that. You know, I told them to go do that. They have to take care of themselves. But I also, you know, for the first time, or at least I felt like for the first time, I said to them, I hope you guys have never felt like I've been selfish uh, with you, but I'm going to be selfish at this moment. Fight with me to the end of this thing um, now that 's words, and who knows if they would really follow through and do that, but what happened after we made that announcement? We win and then we go on the road to a place we 've never won in RGV and we win again, and so that showed me that they would be able to get there now. Are there times where i 'm sure they 're thinking about what 's next and all that, especially you know Jackson gets injured in practice, and you have to think naturally, like all of us would like gosh what happens if that's me next how do i you know what's my next opportunity after that um but i'm very proud of how much respect the players have for me um and i think that's because of how we've treated them how much respect they have for the organization and how much respect they have for the fans you know nate in these final months and stuff has been really hammering home how hard these people work to enjoy you know what you guys get to do on the field um And not to say that we owe it to them, but do it, you know, do everything you can to show them the love that they have showed you, you know. And so that's kind of been the common theme. Uh, I had, I won't get into it, but I had a private conversation with Charlie uh, specifically about this topic and how difficult it has been to just keep everybody focused. And I commend the coaching staff, the players for doing their best to keep it all together. Because uh, through that, what have we done? We've locked up a home playoff game. We've played, we, we, Our play has ramped up and got better and better as, as we continue to move on. And, and I think they want to be buried with the cup just as much as we do. <laughs> you know? And... and, and you know, unlike my staff, these guys are essentially live auditioning every time that they're out here on the field for whatever team is for them next. So if you have, if you can say, hey, I won a USL championship, that's great for all these guys as they move on to the next opportunity. So there is something there on their own side to play as well. But I can tell you the desire to do it for us, for the fans, for the organization, is just a big factor for them. And that makes me very proud. What do you think Sunday night's going to be like? <laughs> I hope... It's what we had last week just turned up even more. Uh, I have no hard data to back this up, but I think the word of mouth after that last home game has been phenomenal. Uh, In the first 48 hours, we sold 4,000 tickets, and I think people are just juiced to be there, you know, because they heard what happened in that last home game. They saw the highlights. They saw what we're capable of doing, and we all know how many more times we're going to get to do it, you know, and we get to do it at home. Uh, and, you know, playoffs have not been kind to us So let's find a way to enjoy it And, and get to the next round, you know yep. and, and I just,
1: I want to end on one last note I hope this isn't too Barbara Walters-ish But, you know, Andrew, I've never uh, not told the story of this club Without telling the motivation behind you getting involved You know, about your dad And having a pro soccer career that he gave up To make a better life for his family Yeah, never had the opportunity to meet him
2: what, what would he have thought of all this? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, he would have been extremely proud uh, as an immigrant to this country. I think he would have been proud of the way we stood up for our players and moments of social justice. Uh, I think he would have been proud of the work we did with the community. Um, and I would also be remiss uh, to not include my mom. I know a lot of people bring up my dad, uh, but my mom does incredible work with the community, and she has really been a driving force in my desire to do that with this club you know we can score goals we can hopefully win a championship but if we can make our community better that's to me worth gold you know we got 45 minutes to go let's enjoy it and we'll (laughs) see you on sunday night yeah thank you appreciate it
1: you know hey i really appreciate andrew doing this because andrew was hosting you know he had some friends there i think he might have had some family there um you know and and obviously he could just have said, Hey, I, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on here. You know, I don't really have time for it. I don't think it's the last time you and I are going to hear from Andrew on this podcast. So stay tuned. But, you know, I, I just wanted to find out, like, you know, where was he? Like, you know, what, like what was going on with him? Like, has anybody stopped to ask Andrew, like, how are you doing in this situation? And you know, that, that last question I admit, and I knew it and I, I said it. And I told it to him, you know, you could see that Andrew was, you know, how much, this meant when I asked, you know, what would your dad have thought of this? And so much of the motivation behind starting this club was to honor the legacy of his dad. And and I thought he just gave a great answer. And I will tell you the other answer that I I really thought a lot about was the commitment from the players, you know, because he's right, like players have futures to think about. And the idea that, that some of these guys, especially the guys that have been here since the beginning, you know, have really, really prioritized seeing this thing out seeing this thing through and being committed to the project. And it's, you know, what could be, honestly, like it's final match ever coming up on Sunday night. We don't know. Like, like that's just the reality of this. Uh, I really thought that, that that stood out. So I, you know, I thank Andrew. I really did. And and uh, he's been great to us. And uh, obviously, I think a lot of people uh, would agree. Nobody's perfect, obviously, in life. But, but, you know, there's been a lot of great stuff. Courtesy of Andrew and I, you know, I just appreciated that from him and and I agree. Let's let it rip on Sunday night and see what, see what we got, see what we have left in our tank. I think it's a lot.
0: It was a two 0 win for San Diego Saturday night in Las Vegas to me time to open it. And then also you had Adrian Perez, uh, who has just been so incredible for SD loyal this year. Those are your two goal scorers. Let's hear from Nate Miller. This is what he had to say following the match.
1: I don't know, should we start with the game or, like, the overall experience of what tonight means?
3: Yeah, look, I, every away game is tough, and we knew we still had a lot to play for. Um, every, We wanted to finish the season on a streak, on a winning streak, um, and we wanted to finish the season strong because we always want to be playing our best football right now. So I'm happy with the result. We created some big chances. Um, obviously, with the surfs and everything, it's not an easy place to play, but the highlight for us is all of our supporters here coming Um, That was that was special moment for them and one of our goals the second half of the season is just giving them special moments So we hope we did it again tonight.
1: What was it like preparing for this one? Just given the unique circumstances not just of where you are, but just what today meant
3: Yeah, I think the last match of the season is always a little bit different because there's more scenarios rather than just picking up points, especially because the USL doesn't have everyone play at the same time on the last day, which makes it strange. Um, But look, we knew we had home field and we just wanted to finish as high as possible. But more importantly, we always want high performance. We always want to win. And one of our goals was to finish as the highest goal scoring team in the USL. So we didn't quite get that done. I think San Antonio scored three, Uh, but we wanted to score goals to celebrate together and with with our people. Yeah, I mean, you could have reached that goal it seems like you had opportunities yeah yeah I mean, we had some huge chances in the first half so some guilt-ed chances but we knew we were always going to score and um i just challenged the guys to make sure that we were extremely focused and detailed in how we defended and to get a clean sheet before the playoffs uh and they did that and and just you know on the big
1: picture like you said your supporters came out here last match of the year is always an interesting one but we all know this is also the last regular season match in club history. Was there anything different in preparation for that?
3: Yeah, look, yeah, I can't lie. It is different. It's, it's strange. It's emotional for everyone. It means so much to our players. Um, and that was one of the things we talked about is making going out in our last game and making it special for, for San Diego loyal supporters um, and playing our football. And so we always go try to score as many goals as possible. Um, and I thought it was it was a strong performance tonight.
0: Uh, Finishing with a clean sheet, but also defensively, really trying, like coming back together at the end, being
3: defensively solid. What is it like? Like talk about goals, but not giving up goals also helps. Yeah, I think as we progress through the season, as we prepared for playoffs, and we knew we were going to be a team that has a chance to to win it all, it's really important with our style of play to still be adamant that we, you know, we're not going to stop attacking but especially in defensive transition were impeccable. And I thought that's what we were really good. You saw us counter pressing high in the field, not allowing any counter attacks. Um, and that was excellent. So we always sprint together when we lose the ball. That's a sign of a top team, of a, of a team that works for each other. And that was good. The, the stopping counter attacks and defending set plays. And so that's, what's going to take us in the postseason to win games. And then, uh, in years past depth has been a little bit of issue in the playoffs, but. This season, it seems like we have a much deeper bench ready to go into the playoffs. Can you talk about how important it is to get guys like that coming back right before we hit the playoffs? Yeah, look, we've always been going on somewhat of a rotation, especially in the midfield, keeping those guys fresh, guys like Joe, Charlie, and so we just, you know, I didn't want to play them all the minutes today. Guido is playing amazing, so was Colin. So, um, yeah, I think, look, getting nick back right now is really nice to be able to get him to be a difference maker in 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 the playoffs is really important and then you saw mc michael come in when he needed to when we didn't expect him to come on um and he defended really well so yeah depth is extremely important um to get you through the regular season and then look you always have to be prepared as a player you never know when you're called upon and grant coming off was that a Let's be safe here, or, or anything you can tell us. Yeah, more of a precaution there. We have to, we have to, we need to take our time and see. But we're not going to force anything we don't know. So, if there's any issue whatsoever, we're we're, we're not going to like take out one of our stall, you know, leave a stalwart out there to to hurt himself. But we'll, we'll see. We don't know. Uh, initial thoughts on Phoenix Sunday night? <laughs> yeah. Look, with the West, it's like when as you approach the week, we're like anyone we face is going to be tough, no matter what. So. Um, yeah. I mean, even you saw New Mexico win three straight, so I wouldn't want to play them now either. So yeah, we haven't played Phoenix in a long time. So both teams have evolved. Um, it's kind of a good rivalry matchup. So I think it'll be great for the supporters and um, you better believe we'll be up for it.
1: Yeah. Kind of cool. Uh, obviously there was a couple chances there in the first half of that game when Nate says one of their goals for the season was to finish as the highest scoring club. I think they finished two behind San Antonio. So <laughs> You know, maybe with some better finishing in that one. And obviously, when you're going into the postseason, uh, you know, you you're gonna hope that Evan Conway converts. You're gonna hope that that Blake Bodily converts some of those opportunities that we saw in this match in particular. So I thought that was um really cool for Nate to say. Like that was one of our goals. We came up a little bit short, paying a little bit of attention to to San Antonio. They knew San Antonio had not won by the time they took the field, they were sort of finding out in real time that Orange County had beaten Monterey Bay, which, which left them as the three, but you know, you also heard his first thoughts. Like that's the first time he, he knew that they were playing Phoenix rising and we haven't seen Phoenix Jordan in a really long time. Yeah. We We finished that series early. Yep. Uh, Let's see. We saw them last on April 1st. You remember there was two matches in in three games, loyal one win and a draw This will be the 12th and final time that we see loyal with Phoenix rising. Doesn't it sort of feel fitting that we get to see Phoenix in the postseason for everything we've been through? Like I said, the 12th time, I don't think we faced anybody more than Phoenix. Vegas is up there, but doesn't it sort of feel like, like, yeah, that makes sense, huh? In your final ever season in your final ever postseason, it would, it would make sense that you're going to see Phoenix rising on the other side of a playoff matchup at some point, doesn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you could actually see, you mentioned the teams that you played a ton. And this is because the product of starting in 2020, when you only played a, a handful of teams over and over again, like there's a chance you see Phoenix, there's a chance you see orange County and the other team that you see all the time, um, at least in the last four years was Sacramento. So who knows how that all of that would play out. But I mean, you would be running through a lot of teams that you're very familiar with. Um, But it starts it starts Sunday night I I guess I mean shame on me for not just knowing it off the top but I guess I was a little surprised when I'm looking at those results against Phoenix I knew we I knew the the series has gone San Diego's way lately but I guess I didn't realize the last rising victory in this matchup you have to go back to 2021.
1: True. And it is a little bit skewed because we'll all remember what happened at the end of the twenty twenty season. So all time San Diego Loyal has five wins. I think you and I would probably argue that we actually have six, uh, with four losses. Again, arguable, probably three, and a couple of draws. So yes. Although, you know, what does that mean? You know, what does recent form for Phoenix mean? They have not won since September sixteenth. They are in their last five, two losses, three draws. What does any of that mean on Sunday night? Nothing. You know, that's that's just the reality of the postseason. Like, none of that matters. You know, the postseason is, is just a, a reset button. And you're now in a stage where this week, Jordan, you're thinking about extra time. You're thinking about penalty kicks. You know, you're starting to look at who are the penalty kick takers for loyal you know joe corona and ronaldo and charlie like who are your guys if you get to that spot so it's the postseason it's single elimination we will uh, obviously be be um you know i i, I mean they're probably going to sell this out i was told they would probably sell this out by midweek you know so by the time this podcast comes out i'm not even sure how many tickets will be available for it but you know recent form head-to-head None of that stuff really matters on Sunday night. It's about who's going to be playing their best football coming up. Sunday, seven o'clock at Torero Stadium. and I think I think we're hoping that it's loyal. they' They're played well, heading down the stretch. Recent form for loyal is is very good. Four wins, couple draws. So you know, not have experienced the loss since the middle of September themselves. So you know you you have to like what you see on paper. But as we know, none of that matters when you're starting to feel the pressure, not only of your season ending, Jordan, but think about what these players are going to be taking with them out there onto the, onto the pitch on Sunday night. Like, right. You know, like there's always the finality that you're, you know, you're staring square into the eyes, but now this is a different level of finality. So uh, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be just a, a, an incredible amount of emotion there Sunday night at seven o'clock.
0: Torero is going to be an unforgettable experience Sunday. Uh, So here's the setup. If Orange County, now, of course, San Diego needs to beat Phoenix. But if you're planning ahead, and we referenced that this on on paper, the trip to Vegas was your final road trip. There is the opportunity of San Diego advances that you would have another away day. It would be in Orange County, assuming that Orange County wins their opening matchup against El Paso. If El Paso were to win that match, and San Diego were to win Sunday night, that means San Diego would host in the semis. They would get another game at Torero. So that that possibility, although maybe not the likely outcome, that possibility does exist. So we do know we have at least one more match. That's what we know for sure. One more. It's at home. It's at Torero Stadium. It's a Sunday night under the lights against Phoenix Rising. Draw it up any better? Can you? I I can't. Like that is. That's going to be a ton of fun, and I'm hoping it's not our last opportunity.
1: No, but, you know, I I think that the approach for the last couple of weeks has been something um, where the approach has been to treat it as if it is the last. Treat it as if it is the last ever home match at Torero Stadium, which was what made it such a memorable night. Treat it as if it is the last away trip for San Diego Loyal in Vegas, which is what made that trip so freaking fantastic. Treat this as if it is the last, because it might be. And you have to appreciate that, appreciate the time that you have left, which is something I think Cesar Hernandez beautifully captured in this piece at ESPN.com. And then if it turns out that there's an away trip at Orange County, well, we've been there and we've done that, and that would be a blast. And if it turns out that El Paso Beach, Orange County, then that would be great, too. So hopefully this is not it. But treat it as if it is, because that's what's made the last couple of weeks so special.
0: Yeah, definitely check out that article from stays are really, really good stuff there. I remember like i have just reading it. It just took me back to like the podcast we did right after the announcement. And as bittersweet as it was to talk about it, what we did talk about for a long time was here's an opportunity to control a very small part of an uncontrollable situation. You have the opportunity to go out there and kind of define how this will finish. You can write your final chapter. Um, so that's that's the exciting part. Definitely go back, read it, check it out. He did a great job with it, ESPN.com. And then, Darren, I'll see you Sunday night, Torero Stadium, 7 o'clock kickoff against Phoenix Rising. The place is going to be bouncing.
1: Yeah, we will, uh, I guess we promote this, like our telecast. Oh, yes, let's promote this. We got, Darren we got and I back.
0: Jack Cronin is stuck with Darren and I, um, and they're not just splitting us up like they did last time they're trusting us together on the broadcast so you're gonna have jack crazy. cronin darren smith and myself we apologize crazy. we apologize now
1: crazy three-man booths kind of situation there poor jack what did he do poor jack i don't know did he make i feel some like jack head? is like somewhat responsible for this but i, I feel like some, he pissed someone off is what Care, put... careful what you wish for jc yeah. you know jack cronin careful what you wish for here you want both of us in the booth at the same time are you sure i don't know if I were you, I might just pick Jordan. He seemed to be the lucky horseshoe since goals started pouring in the second well, Jordan say, popped into the booth. start scoring and you're in the booth, dude. We're throwing you out. Fine by me. Fine by me. I'll I'll just go find myself a little space there to go and rock and roll and enjoy and soak it all in. Should we hear from Steve Brockhoff, president of the yes. locals, before we wrap up? Um again, you know, this is sort of, you know, it's noisy and it's just, you know, this is around the 70th minute. And and much the same way I wanted to approach Andrew Vasiliadis and just sort of say like, you know live pod live in the air quotes you know this was sort of in real time how everybody's processing this you know these guys were on a, an incredible uh run in vegas themselves they were him I, I don't want to start getting into name and names because i know i'll leave somebody out and it'll sound yeah, personal but like man him nick duffy jason like you know great to see jerry out there you know there was He's it was so i know i i mean i, I really i not shouldn't gonna have... do this but here's five yeah but only those five the rest of you no i'm kidding uh, I mean, it was just, it was so special. Like I said, I didn't, didn't really want to, uh, do that, but, um, can't put the tube back in a toothpaste, but I, I just sort of, you, you know, let me also mention Chip and Bethany, my neighbors and their kids, oh. they brought their kids out there and their kids were just having the oh, man, Taylor and coop. So, um, we just wanted to like 20 minutes to go like final regular season match ever in history. Here's the president of the locals who was out there and here he is just, just sort of Two minutes of him being raw. All right, we got about 20 minutes left. Final regular season match ever. You've been here since before day
4: one. What's going through your mind? Uh, it's emotional. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's it's amazing, and, you, and you know, you go... Uh, you look around, and you go, it's, it's incredible to see this. And then you go, man, I can't believe that it's going to be over uh, before it should be, right? So, um... Emotional is a good a good word, I think, yeah.
1: The uh, chairman is right behind you. What does it say about him? What does it say about this club and the connection?
4: Uh, I think it says a lot, right? I mean, how many owners of even USL teams do you see doing this kind of stuff? You don't see that. You don't, you know, so um, it speaks to, like, this was a club that he built and that Loyal built for us, and then, like it's not just words it's actions like he's here he was here at the last home match he's here now like it says a lot it says a lot
1: it's obviously not over right talk to me about what you think sunday night's gonna be like
4: um well barring this result i mean it could be third who knows we're gonna play we could could go phoenix like man what a match that might be um i think that like since the announcement and everything it's it's like we've gone harder it's like we're not sad, we're celebrating the end, in, in a way, you know? It's, we're going to own this to be our ending. Um, and so ma- no matter how it ends, um, we're going to go hard. And so, like, the last few matches have been incredible, and I just think that the next one's going to be even better, you know? And lastly,
1: as you can hear, this group here, what is, what are you
4: taking away from this whole experience? Um, I think I'm taking away a family. Like, it's... Uh, you know, I, I I always go back to, like, I have kids now, and um, I, it's emotional to me to be... I have two kids, and I have so much more family that, that like, watch after them, that know them, that love them, so it's, it's a family. I mean, I know everybody here, and I, two years ago, I couldn't have said that. Four years ago, I couldn't have said that, so um, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, it, it brings me to tears when I think about it, but... Um, The takeaways are, are, it's too much to to explain in two and a half minutes, but uh, it's it's unreal. It's unreal.
1: And I will just say credit also to the unnamed players who did come out in Vegas and meet up with the supporters. That was very cool of those guys.
0: At an undisclosed time. Correct. All right. Sunday night, we'll see those unnamed players on the field. We'll see Steve and the locals, and Chavos, at least one more time at Torero Stadium. Who knows? There might be another Torero
1: game. Or this could be it. So, treat it as such. Appreciate the life you still have.
0: There you go. We'll see you... uh, We're doing a broadcast Sunday. Huge mistake. We'll see you there.
1: Put your values in action by doing your banking with Blue Peak Credit Union, a purpose-driven financial institution. Learn more, at bluepeak.com, official credit union of San Diego Loyal. Must meet membership and account criteria. Blue Peak? Blue Peak.